Hello and welcome to the One Wrestling Podcast, your one-stop shop for discussions and reviews about the vast world of professional wrestling. Each week we pick some shows to discuss from our promotion we feel like discussing that week. Uh, kick off the show talking about all the big news in the business. Most of Paro, we talk a little bit of everything. I'm your host TJ, aka Aspier, and with me is my co-host Caitlin. Hey everybody. Uh, this week is episode 51 and the plan was to talk DDT, uh, Freedom's Blood Christmas, and Zero One's first Cork and Hall show from the new year. But uh, things happened, and uh, we made some executive decisions to uh, instead discuss DDT in All Japan this week. We'll still talk about the main event from Blood Christmas, but uh, we just didn't get a chance to catch the whole show yet. And Plus, we'll, we'll talk about that when we talk about all the other wrestling we've watched in the past week before we get into our main topics. But uh, a lot happened the next day after we recorded. Um, oh. Yeah, it was an insurrection in the United States. Oh, yeah. Fuck. Holy shit. Of course that happened like right after we recorded, but... We'll talk too much about it because everyone's been talking about it, and that's pretty much everyone. Every, that's anything anyone's been talking about really the past week. So, oh, yeah, that's fun. But beyond that, uh, do anything exciting other than doom scroll on Twitter? Uh, not really. I don't think. Yeah, like we watched uh, something. Like we we caught up in uh, Muno no Nana or Talentless yes. Nana. Uh, that was uh, really good. Yeah, that was a really fun, good show. I'm glad we finally finished it. I I'm not sure how I feel about the ending. I won't yeah. I won't I won't talk about it since if you want to watch it, but. The way it ended, I really hope we get the second season because if not, it's just a weird ending to me. It feels like it could, but I'm just like I don't, I don't it know what they want to do. Way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I guess for me, I started uh, the Promised Neverland season two. You haven't watched it, so yeah, I, I, won't. I meant to watch the yeah. whole first season when we were back uh, <laughs> during the holidays and stuff. But it's on Netflix. I'm it. pretty sure still. So it's at least it's pretty easy to just pull up and watch if you want to. Um. But yeah, season two literally like starts off right where season one ends. So if you don't remember what happens at the end of season one, you kind of at least want to kind of go back and see. But I mean, you should kind of know what happens. So yeah, and then I caught up in Jujutsu Kaisen, and man, that is a beautiful anime. Like they illustrated them well in the manga, but too, but the domain exp- domain expansions are just some of the coolest battle techniques and battle and backgrounds I've seen in like any anime I've watched. Uh, I haven't gotten a chance to watch anything from this current season yet. I know Dr. Stone, I think, is this week, so I'll watch that once it airs. I think it's airs. Thursday, I think. Yeah, I think it's Thursday. Thursday like that. And there's another show I wanted to watch. I just never got around to it. Like, Horamiya, I think. Yes, um, yes. I'm surprised that that took so long to become an anime. Like, it was always one of, like, one of the more highly, I guess, acclaimed, like, romance mangas. Yeah, it kind of seemed, like, right up my alley. So I was like, let me uh, check this out stuff, at least. Because so. I, um, I was looking through, like, Anime News Network, because they do, like, their little, uh, like, seasonal preview or whatever mm. and they were like pretty much all giving it either like a perfect score or close to perfect score so i was like oh i'm not checking it out because it's romance <laughs> yeah that's definitely more of a me show and i don't know i, I kind of want to watch some anime when, once we're done recording and everything but i'm fucking tired <laughs> you should check out x arm have you heard oh yeah i've, I've kind of heard about have it i haven't watched it? i haven't seen like i haven't watched anything of it but i've seen people talk about it so Twitter, oh my god, it looks horrible. Oh yeah, like that's mostly what I've seen, but I'm like, I kind of want to check it out just because. People say, like, I, I I don't know. I think most people still just don't like it anyway. I, honestly, I care less if the story's good. That shit's ugly. Mm, yeah. That shit ugly. How Crunchyroll gonna do that? Like, I mean, it's Crunchyroll. They're kind of... They don't give a shit. Ugh. Anyway, but uh, yeah, that's really all the anime and uh, gaming-wise, still just wow and Genshin oh, yeah, for me. I'll and... say, it's basically the same, yeah. I was scrambling this past weekend trying to get as many Primo gems as I could so I could try and pull up Edo before his banner got pulled. Just kidding. But yeah, I still got a day, but we'll see. Depends. Like I said, I'm fucking exhausted. Like I mentioned last week, I've been working out more for like the past like month or so. And this past week, I started lifting again. And my dumbass decided to basically do the same workout routine I was doing before everything when I was like last working out regularly. And you, I mentioned it on Twitter. I was limping around the apartment this weekend yeah, because he was. leg day fucking Aww, killed me, I guess. I don't know. But I have been playing uh, Celeste because I can't remember if I mentioned it on the pod that I don't la- think so. that one of my goals in 2021 is to finish oh, yeah. 10 video games. So why I, would you pick Celeste? I don't know. It seems short. Like, like but I, hard. Yeah, say like I was gonna say I only did a couple levels so far, but it's really fun. It's very frustrating, and uh, the music's really cool, Elite too. So I'm d- interested to jump back into that. But other than that, I think that's really all we've been doing. So let's get into some wrestling talk. We'll save what we've been watching and other than topics later. So let's get right into the news. Uh, Western news. Um, 
ROH, it's kind of rumored that Dalton Castle is a, a free agent reportedly, and he's probably going to end up sticking with ROH because I don't know who would want him right now. Like, yeah, I'll, apparently they still have like some quote-unquote good offer for him, but I guess he wanted to just kind of float around and see his options, and I'm like, dude, you're 34, you're kind of banged up. I mean, he looked better when we saw him. But yeah, he was like, better in the uh, pure tournament. He looked like yeah. he kind of, like, the, the rest, like, the time off helped him a lot. And, like, he's still not the same Don Castle as before. Like, I used to no. be a huge fan of his. Like, I was really happy when he won the ROH title. But, yeah, he's definitely not the same guy anymore. No. So, I mean, if you want to, like, if anything, you go to NXT and be, like, a coach or something, maybe. But I don't think AEW's going to touch him, especially because Cody's probably not happy that he lost the title to him because... Reportedly, the whole reason he won the title is because he made it part of his contract. So Cody had like had to drop the title to him just so uh, Dalton would resign with ROH. But I don't know. Uh, Impact news: uh, Ace Austin won the 2021 Super X Cup. Uh, not very surprised there. It's kind of a. I feel like that's a demotion for him though, because I feel like he had higher yeah. expecta- like higher things to do. But if anything, to spice up that X division, because right now it's basically just three guys and it's not I that exciting. I think that's why they kind of threw him back in there, because it's like, yeah, it's literally Rohit, uh, Bay, and that fuck, but... And, uh, Ken, yeah, and, and Kenny being involved kind of makes the world title picture probably... A bit, yeah. You know, I think we know where that's going to go. We know where it's going. But uh, MLW News, uh, Leo Rush is the new middleweight champion. I will talk about that match a little bit once we get to other wrestling and stuff, but um, I am really excited for his title reign. Though he tweeted today, like he made he it sound saw, like he posted Hiromu last night, or like I don't know what time it was, but anyways. Well, like earlier today, he posted pretty much saying like, "Oh, his time on the U.S. Indies is done soon." Uh-huh. So I what? don't know where that... he'd be going or what, because like obviously he's not going to go back to WWE. No. But like, if anything, I could see him sign with AEW or Ugh. maybe New Japan is going to offer him a contract. Yeah, which would be something. I think It'd those, be good for them. I think those really are like the two options because I don't think he's going to go to Impact because no. he hasn't worked there at all and. MLW, like, <laughs> MLW's technically basically an indie anyway, so I don't know. Unless he's going to count that, but that'd be kind of weird, but I don't know. Oh, you didn't put Mil Muertes going to be on MLW. Oh, yeah, Bitch. I forgot about that. Let's go. How are you going to forget that? I think that's been rumored for a while, it but has. it just never, I guess yeah. now it's finally happening. They showed a video, I know, either like a couple weeks, well, I think it's more than a couple weeks ago, but I don't remember the exact time. But people were speculating it was Mill, so there you go. He's going to be on this week. Uh, WWE News. I uh, guess we'll talk about the biggest thing is that Drew... Uh, I was about to call him Drew Galloway. Oh, my God. <laughs> Drew McIntyre uh, has tested positive for COVID, and uh, we'll see if that if we have any more uh, positive cases. Uh, Sean Ross Sapp posted something about basically saying it evolved... Like, there were outbreaks in multiple companies, and it kind of just switched up some matches and stuff. It wasn't as outspread as he made it seem at first, but yeah, hopefully uh, Drew recovers and uh, not a, not the best. Hopefully they test like everybody in that company yeah, right I was now because. But yeah, like I said, uh, hopefully he's doesn't have any severe system symptoms and recovers pretty quick. But more, I don't know if it's happier. Well, it's happier, mm, I guess. But uh, it's happier just because it's not COVID related. But I don't know. But yeah. uh, <laughs> we got some NXT news. Uh, the 2021 Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic participants were announced. When they announced this, I was like, who the fuck are even all the tag teams in NXT? Literally me half the time. Their their tag division went to shit, man. Like, they lost, like... They lost, like, everybody. Yeah, they lost Authors Pain. They're not in around anymore. Gargano uh, and Ciampa, when they were still good. they were actually still decent. Uh, American Alpha. Yeah. Undisputed. Yeah. Well, maybe they're still there, but they're not even the good team, so... Yeah, they don't... I, yeah, I, I guess we'll talk why, about but, it, but yeah, it's not the Undisputed Era team uh, I say, wanted. Yeah, say War Machine's gone. Well, whatever they were called, I forget. War Raider? No. War Raider? Wait. What were they in NXT? It wasn't War Machine. No, it, fuck, it might, wait. The Viking, no, it was the Viking Raiders. Viking was, Raiders? No, that, that was, that was, oh, that was God. main roster too. I don't know, but you know, you know who we're talking about. War they're, Machine. They're gone. And I don't know, it's like, okay, well, let's go through the teams. Uh, we got August Gray and Kurt Stallion. I don't know who August Gray is. Who, wait, he's, um, fuck, what was his name on the indies? He was like a big, <laughs> he was a big dude in Evolve. Oh, is that a... It's Pog. What's his name? It's his name. <laughs> if you saw him, you know who it is. Oh, is it uh, the fucking mustache guy? With, yeah, like, the... Anthony Green. Anthony Green, yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, the fucking initials are still the same. Okay, there you go. I forgot. Sorry. But anyway, the Bollywood boys, apparently they still exist. Did not know that. I like them. They're fine. Yeah, let's say they're fine. I think they've been working 205. Probably, but I I forget 205 exists yeah, half the time. Yeah, I was 205, I stopped giving a shit about that once Mustafa and Buddy both got called up. I feel bad. Because I feel like Phantasma's been 
decent. I keep but forgetting just, he's even like. That, I know. I keep forgetting like, there's a two. It's, there's still MT, two. There's yeah. still two champions. There's still two cruiserweight champions. Oh yeah, I know that fuck face still has the title. <laughs> that Roblox looking. Face. But anyway, um, teams, uh, Brizongo, uh, Drake Maverick, and Killing Dane. I don't know why. I, I, I know. I know why they're a team because I've. I at least know kind of what's going on in NXT a little I bit, but don't. but still, that's a weird idea. Uh, Ever Eyes, I forgot they existed. I don't know who that is, really. So. Um, Grizzled Young Vets, apparently they're in the States. Uh, Imperium, they're a really good team. Uh, Jake Atlas and Swerve, which is funny because apparently they're feuding in their team. I mentioned her what she told me about that. It's like, they're probably going to win the fucking thing because that's how, what they did with Samoa yeah, and Finn. I had no clue they were feuding until I was talking to someone that kind of watches but they just skip through it too and i was like yeah so they're gonna win right because it's like they always do that with feuding people i, I don't understand yeah. it but but yeah you have uh, kushida and lee and ruff uh interesting matchup there uh, apparently kushida's face again because they were kind of teasing him turning heel and now he's with shotzi and i don't know i felt uh, fucking alex shelley's tweet about that <laughs> he's like i got traded in for a, a yeah. newer model or something <laughs> Sweet. It might be a newer model, but uh, <laughs> I'll keep that to myself. Uh, we got Legato, Legato Del Fantasma, Joaquin Wild, and Raul Mendoza. I haven't watched them, but I'm sure they're probably good together. Probably. I mean, I, I like both of them. So. Uh, Undisputed Era, Adam Cole, and Roddy Strong. The wrong team. Not I'm, just, I'm, I'm happy fucking uh, Bobby Fish is queuing on asking on the team. Oh God! So and Kyle's so. got like asthma or something. He has something that he doesn't want to be around because of the co- like COVID. Wait, oh. no, he's no, he's on title match. What am I saying? I was gonna say what? I'm stupid. What are you fuck. Talking about? But yeah, like <laughs> fucking put Kyle or put fucking uh, Kyle and Roddy together again. They were like my favorite. Yeah. Undisputed team. I'm glad Roddy's in it, but. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then we yeah. have the last team is the way Johnny Gargano and Austin Theory. I feel so bad for Johnny. Like I don't like I him, but Johnny, I feel but, so bad yeah. for him having a team with fucking Theory. Uh, and also, they're doing a women's Dusty Classic, apparently, but the teams aren't announced yet. Can pretty much guarantee you that it's going to be Candice and Indy and Dakota and Raquel. And Ember's and... going to be team with somebody. Oh, we don't care, really. But uh, <laughs> other than that, I don't fucking know. And well, at least the men, like, there's a clear thing, like, oh, they win this, they can challenge for the tag titles. I don't know what the fuck the women get for doing I this because that they might get a title. Because when's the time? Well, when's the last time they had like the the tag titles down in um... NXT? Wasn't it Bailey and Sasha? That's or, what I think the last or time was. was it the Kabuki Warrior? No, wait, because Sasha and Bailey had it after. Never mind, so it was them. So, sometime, and that was a while like, ago. Yeah, that's what, anyway. The once great uh, NXT tag division, it's a little dead, little dead right now, but we'll see. <laughs> um, Japanese indie news. Uh, we'll talk about news that just affects all of Japanese wrestling in general. Is uh, uh, Prime Minister uh, Yoshida Suga declared a state of emergency for Tokyo and neighboring prefectures of Saitama, Chiba, and Kanagawa. In response to an increase in coronavirus infections, and coming out today, um, other prefectures like Osaka—well, they're not prefectures, but like other prefectures that include the cities Kyoto, Osaka, and stuff like that—they're also asking for a state of emergency to be declared. So, uh, might be another dark time in uh, wrestling here in Japan here soon. We'll see, I guess. But for now, uh, most promotions seem to just be changing their start time of shows and running earlier instead of shutting down to comply with order, which basically said all things, all events basically need to be over by eight o'clock. I don't really get it. Like it, I get it. COVID, COVID doesn't come back yeah, at night. I'm like, apparently, does COVID just like stop existing at like nine p.m. But uh, one of the things that was affected by this was uh, Masahiro Takanashi's uh, produce show is so far the only one I've seen that got outright canceled. Part of that is too is that apparently he needs to be he needs another surgery, so yeah. he might as well just postpone it and then come back in full once his. Second surgery's done, but... Y'all will not deny me Masa and Abe. I'm getting tired of it. <laughs> but uh, only bit of actual Japanese indie news we have is uh, 2AW. Uh, Ayato Yoshida defends the 2AW Openweight title against Taylor Adams on uh, February 14th. Uh, dude's been pretty good in 2AW from what I've seen, and he seems buddy-buddy with Yoshida, so it's cool they got him a title match. Obviously, he's going to lose the title match, but uh, it's cool this kid uh, getting the shot here. Uh, Joshi News... Uh, just TJP, really, unless there's something I missed, but probably not. There might, probably is, I don't know. <laughs> uh, TJP is uh, Shoko's new name for the month, has been chosen by Hyper Masao. It is uh, Shin Ultra Shoko, and the gimmick made its debut on January 10th. And that's kind of the outfit they got for her, it's so funny. It's just her in a tracksuit and a mask, I love it. Yeah, I was like, what? what? And then, uh, also coming out of that show, uh, Mariah Mayumi is going to challenge Yuki Kamafuku for the uh, Intercontinental Princess title, or whatever it's called. I always forget what that title's called. But that should be a really good title match. Uh, Big Japan news. Uh, Takuya Nomura and Fuminori Abe defend the Big Japan tag titles against Richie Kawakami and Kazumi Kikura on January 31st. 
uh, Hoshino also challenged uh, Tsukamoto for the deathmatch title, and Kosuke Sato challenged Kodaka for the junior title. Also, Violento Jack appeared in Big Japan, so I'm really excited for that. See him in more uh, death matches than that. He's probably not going to lose a whole lot since he's more of a freedom guy and they're not going to send his guy, their guy over there just to lose. I don't know if he's actually signed to freedoms or not. I know that's basically the only promotion he works in, so might as well be. So good to see him mix it up with some Big Japan boys. Uh, Cyberfight news uh, Junakiyama is injured and will miss all of January, and it seems like mostly Okada is taking his place to replace him, so. We won't, won't be seeing him face a lot of the young boys, probably, like we originally planned. Which we'll talk about one of the shows, which he was a replacement for Akiyama. Uh, when we get to the DT show, we're going to talk about. And the last bit of DT news, we have the full card for Kawasaki Strong 2021. We have uh, Mizuki Watase and Hideki Okatani facing Yusuke Okada and Toi Kojima. Uh, Watase does not seem very happy with Okatani. <laughs> or no, Watase doesn't seem very happy with okada i messed up i messed up the names <laughs> we'll talk about that the show a little bit i guess um next match uh kod eight man tag team champions decision match sanchiro takagi dancho kodino toro washi makoto oishi versus shinya aoki super sasadanga machine antonio honda and kazuki hirata uh next match uh super joshi pro wrestling wars <laughs> uh saki akai mayuki versus seoriano miyako matsumoto who just turned 20, apparently, which was it sounded me. Wow. I knew she was young, but I didn't think she was that fucking young. Yeah. Uh, next match, uh, Yuki Ino return match, uh, Damnation versus All Out. Daisuke Sasaki, Soma Takao, Mad Polly, and Yuji Hino versus Konosuke Takashita, Akido, Shimakatsumada, and Yuki Ino. I'm really just here for Ino and Hino to go at it ahead yeah, of their title match, or not title match, but their big match. Uh, special six man tag match, Super Delphin, Chris Brooks, Maki Ito. Versus Mao, Keigo Nakamura, and Mariah Mayumi. That'd be pretty fun. Uh, special tag match. Harashima, Yuji Okabayashi. Versus Kazutada Iguchi and Yukio Naya. I want to be excited about this match, but Naya is involved. So, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know. I, like, I mean, he's, he's been okay lately. He's better in tags, but I'm still just kind of like, oh. I'm really just here for uh, um, Higuchi and Okabayashi to be Same. going at it. <laughs> uh, Yukio Ueno versus Yukio Sakaguchi. That should be fucking sick. I can't wait for that. And the main event, Tetsuya Endo versus Junakiyama for the KOD Openweight title. So, overall, looks like a very good show. We'll see how it goes with the climate over in Japan with COVID. I'm assuming it's probably going to happen. It just might be without fans. We'll see. Or however they have to situate Uh, it. Yeah, we'll see, I guess. Uh, No news. uh, Siki Yoshioka will be challenging Daisuke Harada for the junior title at Budokan. And also, Budokan, we're going to get Akiyama and Marufuji versus Kaito and Inamara. So, I'm both excited for both of those matches. And then uh, also, uh, that Budokan show is going to be live on with English commentary on Wrestle Universe, so really don't have much of an excuse to watch it now, because got all the options in the world. You can watch it on Fight, if you want to pay for it that way. Watch it on Wrestle Universe, flat rate, nine ninety nine or however many in, or I forget how expensive it is, but it's cheap. Mm. So that gives you like all of the Noah back catalog that's been streaming on Universe and Abima. Or you can just watch it for free on Abima with Japanese commentary. I'm not sure if they're going to black that out worldwide or not. They didn't do that for the TJP show, so they probably won't. But I think your best bet is if you want to watch it live, just to sub to Wrestling Universe and just watch it with English commentary. It seems like it's going to be the same uh, guys who did the TJP commentary. And they've done English commentary for No before, I think. So they were really good on the TJP show. So I think it's worth checking out. Uh, Gunbarai News uh, showed us successfully defended the independent title against uh, Miss Mongol. His next defense is going to be against Arata from Just Tap Out later this month. I think it's like next week. I don't remember the date for sure. And last bit of news. Uh, this is New Japan news. Uh, some new reports on Jay White coming out of the Super J cast. Who are uh, they're pretty reliable, reliably accurate when they do break news, which they don't do too often. So I'll just read their tweet verbatim. Uh, several sources have indicated there is some doubt whether Jay White will extend his New Japan contract. Which is rumored to be up at the end of the month. WWE are, be- are believed to be making a strong play for him, and it's 50-50 whether he stays or goes. Work, 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 work. I was going to say, uh, do you think we're going to see uh, Jamie Black in NXT anytime soon? No. <laughs> uh, I won't hold my breath. We'll see. I think he's probably just going to stay. It's a work. I don't know. It wouldn't be surprised me if he's entertaining the idea. If anything else, just to get some more money out of New Japan. Like well, WWE- someone, I saw someone in one of my discords post a fucking... Okay, y'all, I, I don't take Meltzer's word for shit, but 
I guess he had reached out and no one said anything, so I'm kind of like, okay. Well, there's also a report that um, when AEW was forming that um, they were asking like asking him about his contract status, basically. And he oh, was, fuck no. And fuck, he, fuck, fuck no. Well, no, that was, that was back in like 2018 when the thing fuck. was first started, and he, to, and he told them reportedly that he had a seven-year contract, and that's part of where that whole that's where, thing yeah, came out. Some people were like, Didn't he have, doesn't he have like years left? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't fucking know this. Yeah, I, honestly, I don't know, but I'm assuming he's... I'm going to take uh, Jake Cass guys on their word for it because I they've been reliable in the past because they, they were the guys that broke the MSG. Like, MSG was happening for New Japan, and I think they also broke the whatever that UK show was. So when they do break news, they usually are accurate about it, so I'll trust their word for it. Uh, I don't... And, like, they're not even saying that he's leaving. He's just right. saying that his contract's up. So we'll see. I think he's just going to stay. Can we just get to it now? Now I'm just getting annoyed. <laughs> Like, I don't get the point of him signing to NXT unless, or not NXT, but WWE, unless he gets the same push that AJ Styles got when he first showed up. There's no point for him because it's going to be a demotion. He might get paid a little bit more, probably, but that's about it. And either way, WWE doesn't seem really in, like, buyout mode lately. So, I don't know. I don't think it's worth it for him, but who knows? He does live in Florida, so. Either way, I think he's going to stay. And I hope he stays because I don't, I'm not going to watch I hope him. he stays. Yeah, I was say, I don't want to lose him. He's like one of my favorites. And it's like, don't go there because I sure as hell ain't going to turn you in just to watch you, buddy. And if he loses. And he, be butter knife. Yeah, and he, see, if he leaves, that means I got to start rooting for Zach to be like the one white guy they push because. Fuck, because you know who they push. Oh, they're already going to push Osprey, but it's like, at least right now I have Jay, who is actually off. more pushed. Yeah. And so. At least I have him, and he, honestly, he's like the best white guy they got. Damn it, I want to face Jay in New Japan, fucker. But I don't, even, like, I don't want Zach really to have, ever have the IWGP title. But, oh, God, no. Because I don't think he'd be good I with like it. I like Jay, but, or not Jay, fuck, I like Zach, but no. But if, he, if Jay's gone, then I need Zach to win that so Osprey doesn't immediately. Because Osprey, uh, And yeah. Juice, no, he's never winning that, so. No. <laughs> Sorry, Juice. I like him, but he's a U.S. title tag division guy, and even then he wins it and loses it in like five seconds. So, who knows when the fucking U.S. titles come back? But yeah, but that's it for news. So let's get into what's airing this week. Uh, DT aired live on Wrestling Universe January 9th. Dragon Gate aired live on the Dragon Gate Network January 9th and 10th, and they will air live again January 12th and January 13th, which are both Cork and Hall shows, and they'll air on the 17th, which is the KBS Kobe World. Or not Kobe Hall show, whatever it's fucking called. Uh, Zero One, January 1st, aired on Samurai, January 10th. Noah aired live on Russell Universe, January 10th. Stardom had shows on January 9th and January 11th, so keep an eye on Stardom World for that. Actress Girls, January 9th, airs on Nico Pro, January 12th. Just Tap Out, December 21st, airs on Nico Pro, January 13th. Big Japan, uh... January 2nd airs on Samurai, January 14th. Uh, Basara, December 22nd airs on Nico Pro, January 14th. Wrestle 1 is not dead. Their March 15th show will air live on Geora, January 14th. The show they were they originally uh, slotted to air live, but basically the government at that time didn't really want sports going on, so they decided not to air it. So thankfully they recorded it at least, and we're going to get to see it. That for if you don't know, it had uh, Kazuhiko Nakajima defending the WrestleMania title against Kazayashi, uh, Enfants, uh, Shotaro Shino, and Yusuke Kodama defending the tag titles against uh, Koji Doi and Daiki Naba, and Seiki Yoshioka defending the Cruiserweight title against Heat and other matches. Oh, uh, Kumarashi versus Yuji uh, Okabayashi. That's like one of the big singles matches from that. So Shoot. overall, it should be a really great card. It sucks we had to wait. Till what is this, like nine months later, 12 months later, or something? I don't want to say 12 months, but back in March. <laughs> it's been a long time. Uh, DT and TJP air, both air live on Wrestle Universe January 16th. And New Japan's uh, Road to New Beginning starts uh, January 17th on New Japan World. Those cards are coming out tonight, tomorrow morning. So uh, we would have talked about them, but I'm not pushing back today just to talk about, talk about cards. So we'll kind of. Talk a little bit about what we think's coming once we get to what we watched because we did watch New Year's Dash. But before we even get to that, let's finish off the airings with the weekly airings. Uh, New Japan Strong is still taking place Friday, 10 Eastern. Oh, yeah, this week uh, Chris Dickinson debuted for New Japan. I guess oh, we gotta mention yeah. that. I forgot about that because we don't watch it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I saw that on Twitter. He had a um, Takata inspired gear for cool. his debut. So that was really cool. 
fucking pro nerd. I love it. <laughs> but he's so good. I'm really excited. Hopefully he keeps, like, these have been taped, like, forever ago, but hopefully they bring him back in. Like, I don't think they're ever going to push him as, like, a heavyweight wrestler if he did end up going to Japan, but he'd be a great guy for, like, the Never Division. I'd mm-hmm. love to see that. Uh, Impact Tuesday at 8 Eastern. We have Rich Swan versus Carl uh, Anderson. Tennille Dashwood versus Rosemary. Kimberly versus Ty Valkyrie. And Cody Diener versus Tommy Dreamer. Exciting stuff. And I think oh, Kenny's going to show up again. I think they literally just announced that like an hour or two ago before we recorded. Uh-huh. Or Meltzer said it or something. I don't remember. But Great. That's, I mean, I figured he would be because I mean, he's been on like every week and they kind of have to set and up plus, for the show. Yeah, I was going to say the show. review is, yeah, Saturday, so. Uh, AEW Wednesday at 8 Eastern. The leader <laughs> in action, uh, Pack versus Eddie Kingston. Yeah. Yeah, we were talking about that before. Like, I'm very excited for this match. I'm curious how it's going to go because their styles are completely different. Pah, and I even looked it up on Cage Match. Apparently, they've never wrestled before. So, I'm very interested in that. Uh, TNT Championship Match, Darby Allen versus uh, FT- FTW Champion, Brian Cage. Uh, FTR versus Jurassic Express. And this is uh, Marco Stunt and... Uh, Jungle Boy, oh. not uh, fuck. What's his name? Dinosaur guy. Luchasaurus. Luchasaurus. I forgot dude? his name. Uh, we're gonna Brick Baker segment with the waiting oh, room fuck. and uh, Cody Rhodes. We'll see about this uh, women's uh, world championship match. Yeah, say so we're gonna NWA Women's World Championship Championship match. Uh, Serena D versus Take Conti. Mira versus Chuck Who Taylor. Oh God. Uh, apparently, Jeez. if Chucky loses, he's gonna become Mira's young boy until the wedding of uh, Kip and uh, Penelope. And we're getting the Inner Circle's New Year's Resolution, whatever that fucking means. We don't care what it means. Uh, NXT on Wednesday at 8, all we have is the f- couple first-round matches of the Dusty Classic. Grizzly Young Vets versus Ever Rise. <sighs> and Undisputed Era versus Breezango. Uh, not the most inspiring <laughs> matches. I'm curious how veteran Young Veterans versus Ever Rise is, but I'm not going to watch it, so it doesn't really matter. I went to watch last week's show, but I didn't watch it. I heard it was really good. So. I don't trust nobody. I don't care. I still meant to check it out, but I was, didn't feel like you it. You can't. I ain't trying. Uh, but, uh... This shit sucks. MLW Wednesday at 8. Only thing I could find that was announced was Los Parks are challenging the Von Erics for the tag titles with Tom Lawler as the referee. But that's it for all the airings, so... Let's start off with a new segment here, uh, the One Wrestling Roundup. Talk about everything we've been watching that isn't a main topic. Uh, first thing is AEW, January 6th. I thought the show was kind of mid, to be honest. Like, the only things I have strong feelings about were Abaddon and Sheeta match being, like, a sloppy mess. But, I mean, looking at it on the paper, I'm not sure what anyone expected. It was going to be fucking bad. Yeah, that match is terrible. We already got a possible contender for probably worst match of the year. That yeah. that was horrible. Uh, Snoop Dogg hit a fucking splash on Surprise. That was, was awesome. That was, like, the ugliest splash yeah. ever. But it didn't help. Like, I think Cody and... Fuck, who was it with him? Uh, fucking... It was Cody. Who did he face last week? Uh, it's the third eye guy. Fuck. Uh, what's his wait, name? Wait, was it Luther that showed up? Well, Luther was there, but no. It was, who, who did Cody face? Oh, he's Impact guy. Uh, fuck. Uh, I don't know. But oh, oh, oh! It was um. <laughs> the weed guy. I know who you're talking about. Evan, well, Evan Bourne. Evan Bourne. Yeah, whatever. Matt Sidell. Matt Sidell. That's his name. Yeah, I think okay. Cody and Sidell like didn't position him right, so he kind of was kind of an awkward because they forgot Snoop's a fucking giant, yeah. so he couldn't really jump that well. But yeah, that was fucking awesome. And uh, like I said, she mentioned already Luther. Uh, we had uh, Chaos Project and Snoop Dogg being in the same segment. That is ruled. And then uh, Omega and Phoenix also was fucking awesome. Honestly, like I don't think I don't think it's like oh best AEW match ever, best TV no. match ever, uh, five stars, no. all that nonsense. I it saw. Was fine. I enjoyed it a lot. Like I, it's probably like up there for like one of my favorite Dynamite matches. I still think uh, Kenny and Pac was uh, the best one so far. But anyway. Uh, but doesn't really matter because after that uh, we got the uh, Bullet Club Two Electric Boogaloo with all of them uh, teaming up again. I'm curious. <laughs> I'm sure we'll see that on Impact this week too. But I don't know what they're trying to do with this. Like, I know what they're trying to do because they're uncreative, so they're just going to recreate the Bullet Club again. It's but so boring. Oh my god! Care. Literally, like the most boring fucking members, all in one group. Like Jesus, man. Carl's fine, but everyone else is. Snooze fucking fast. Uh, next show we have uh, New Year's Dash from January 6th. Uh, no real surprises on the show, but it was fine. 
Like, I'm very happy I didn't wake up for the shit, though, because... Fuck no. Like, I, we mentioned on the pod last week, I was like, I was tempted to walk, like wake up because I wanted to see more of the Jay White shit. We knew better. We got fucking nothing from that. Um, but I enjoyed the show for the most part. I thought uh, Uemura and Suzuki interactions were great. And, like, I think it was, like, the second match on the show. Oka doing yeah. his little zombie dance to Osprey's shitty music was kind of funny. I love that. And uh, Bushi picking up the win in the main event when the fucking tequila shot was so cool. I love that. But, uh... Seems like the direction coming out of Wrestle Kingdom and Dash are uh, Ibushi and Sonata for the double title. I'm excited for that. It's probably not going to be that good of a match, but I'm excited for it anyway. Uh, Tanahashi and Shingo for the Never title. Very excited for that. Uh, Sho and Hiromu for the Junior title. It'll be fine. I'm not that excited for it. Jose, I know how you feel, buddy. <laughs> their, their, their match at this for Juniors was fine. It wasn't anything great, but it was okay. I'm, I don't know how it's going to be with more time and all that. Well, actually, I don't know. It depends on what... We'll see how the cards end up breaking up. I swear to God, if they have that main event, one of these shows, I'm a f- mm. Anyway. <laughs> um, got Bullet Club versus Suzuki Gun for the junior title. Not too surprising, I guess, because they're going to have to do some of the LP since he's there. Though, that New Year's Dash ma- match made the Hiromu match for Masakina make a lot more sense, because apparently he had a gimmick boot, because he was, like, kissing it after he super kicked. So fucking Someone- weird. Like, what foot fetish you got, dude? At least it makes Hiromu, like, selling that, them foot, foot stomps like he got shot make more sense. I still think the match fucking sucked and ELP yeah. sucks. But I was gonna say but he still sucks. I will take ELP in a tag team more than a singles capacity because he's not in the match all the time and I thought him and Ishimori as a were fine team like whenever they teamed what was it twenty nineteen? I legit just don't care about him. I, I will not never say anything good about him, so sorry. <laughs> it's I don't care yeah. how you feel about him. I really don't. I hate him, so <laughs> he's gonna be another one I just will not mm-hmm. talk about. It uh, seems like we're going to get Techers and G.O.D. in a rematch for the heavyweight tag, but G.O.D. already left the country, so I don't know when that's going to be. Yeah, I'm very confused with, like, all these people who've left. Like, what happens? Because, well, I, I mean, tomorrow, well, did we talk about them announcing? Yeah, that's going to happen okay. tomorrow, tomorrow night, or tonight, tomorrow tonight, morning, whatever. Whatever they're time announcing, like, is the ro- they're, they're announcing, like, the big, the new I beginning just, yeah, tour I'm, matches and I'm shows. Because it's like, I don't... I'm sure their tour is going to be different than originally planned anyway, just because COVID restrictions and stuff. Like, True. they might run less co-workings or True. something like that. Because, like, it wouldn't surprise me if they cut some of these shows. They, but, they need to. There's honestly too many, I think. But, <laughs> they don't yeah. need as many as they do. But it seems like they're still building up Tigers and G.O.D. It's just, I'm like, I don't know when they're going to do that because G.O.D. left the country. Atta- Kenta left the country, too. Attack? Depending on if COVID, if the restrictions are different, maybe they could bring them back. We'll see. Seems like ELP staying in the country, unfortunately. Damn it. I think he's the only foreigner that, that, that really stuck around, though. I don't know about Chase, because I don't really care. We don't care. And Folly, I don't care either, so who knows we what they're he, doing. He but can fall off the earth, too. So. But it seems like the only foreigners that really have like a program right now is like ELP and then G.O.D. Yeah. Uh, we're also getting, seems like we're getting Okada and Evil. We'll see about that one. Uh, Bushi and Watto, that's going to be... That's a thing. And it uh, kind of seems like they're setting like something up with Empire and Tenkoji. If nothing else, it might Which be seems like they're maybe building up like Tenzon and Oka. So that'd be something. I don't know what they're doing with that. Uh, talk about some freedoms. Uh, this one I only I watched. Um, freedoms from January second. It was their uh, first show of 2021. I at least watched the number of contender tournament matches. The main event was pretty good between Sakuda and Masaoka, with Sakuda getting the win, obviously. But I do wish it was a death match because, but that's kind of how I felt about the whole tournament. Like all the matches were fine. Like I like the opener with Sakuda cheating to win, but I don't know. Like I would have definitely preferred if these were like death matches. And then, uh, like I said, I meant to talk about it last week. We meant to talk about it this week, but we're at least going to talk about the main event from the Freedom's Blood Christmas from uh, December twenty sixth. It was a glassboard fluorescent light tubes alpha death match for the King of Freedom's world title. Toru Sugira defeated Masatakahashi to defend. And twenty one, twenty three, and this match was fucking awesome. Like it's the best match I've seen in twenty twenty one, even if it actually took place in twenty twenty. Yeah. Like already did most of my year end stuff, even like for our own podcast. But I'll definitely be considering this match when I vote for like the other stuff I do. Because man, this this is a must watch match if you're a deathmatch mm-hmm. fan. Like it's two of the best deathmatch wrestlers in the world facing off. They had a match earlier in the year, which I still thought was great, even though it ended early due to injury, but. There's, it was on its way to being something really good. Yeah, and this rematch rematch made more than made up for it. Like you could tell they were kind of like busting their ass even more just to <laughs> make up for that. Because oh man, this is just a fucking awesome match. I I don't know where I'd put it in like my year end stuff. 
for last year because it's we, hard. we literally just watched it too so it's like fresh yeah. in our minds but i'm definitely gonna consider it when i vote for a couple other ones i still have to do what do you think the same thing basically yeah pretty much yeah it, it's pretty much just like one of the must-see um death match. not even just death match but matches in general from last year which Oh, and I just made tape this year, so yeah, <laughs> yeah. And the semi main too, like we haven't watched it yet, but I've, I've heard, heard so many so great good, things about and that. I really want to watch that too. Yeah, I'm definitely gonna check that out. Like I saw a gif of it, a fucking t- uh, Ueki. He got like the skewers from Kasai jammed into his head, and then he fucking did like with the skewers still in his head. He did this like twisting diving headbutt on Kasai. He's like, fucking like that was that. fucking crazy, man. His outfit was really cool too. Like he sold in the police gimmick, but since he's in Freedoms, it was a little more serious. Like it was more like, like a SWAT version of it. Yeah. So that was really cool. Uh, I watched Stardom, uh, at least a little bit of it. I watched the uh, Momo Suri match from uh, January 4th. I thought it was good, but it was nothing must-see. Like, yet another draw, which I was told this morning that after their show today, that as of today, January 11th, Stardom has already had 20 DQ or time limit draws. How the fuck do you have How the fuck do you do that? <laughs> I think they've only had, like, four shows. Or, like, four or five, something like that. <laughs> like, what are they doing? But... <laughs> um, Natsuko just... Keeps using the chain, so. Well, Natsuko, like, you expect That's that. That's part of it, but, but yeah. Everything else, I don't know. I don't fucking know. They, they just don't want to have any, like, actual clean finish. So, it's like, oh, time's up, low, or, yeah, I don't know. you know, fucking whatever. Uh, let's see. I've been saying I was going to watch more MLW again ever since they the returned. Lies. I watched first show back, <laughs> but I finally watched it again. <laughs> But I only, like one match finally got me to watch it, and it was uh, Leo Rush versus Myron Reed for the middleweight title, which we mentioned earlier. Uh, Leo Rush won, and uh, it was kind of disappointing, but I enjoyed it, so I can't really complain too much about it. Like I don't know, I just expected more from it. I am very excited for Leo's uh, title reign, as I mentioned from the top. I don't know who's going to beat him for it, or who his first feud is going to be. Really, I'm curious. I'd love to see him versus Laredo Kid if they can get him back in the country. That'd be pretty sick. But we'll see, I guess. We watched uh, Impact's Genesis from uh, January 9th, and, oh, <laughs> like, honestly, the show was kind of boring. Like, we oh. got so bored of watching it, it was, like, as soon as I saw Noah went live, we switched right to it. <laughs> but I heard the semi-main event between uh, Blake and uh, Austin was pretty good, and the main event w- with was Moose and Who's Willie so... Mack in a no qu- or an I Quit match, so uh, watch that if you want, I guess. I've seen some people liked it, but I don't know. But honestly, I just I kept... don't watch no moves, man. Yeah. What the hell you say? Uh, uh-uh, uh, I wasn't trying to go to bed then. The f- <laughs> but, <yeah>. Sorry, Willie, <laughs> you're cool. Moose is not. Mm. But yeah, honestly, just skip the whole show. Other it's... than maybe Blake and Austin, but I haven't watched myself, so I can't really recommend it myself. But I've heard it's good. Everything, every other like uh, X or Super X Cup or whatever the fuck it's called, it was just not really that good. Yeah. <laughs> really. it was okay. It was just yeah. I've seen some people liked uh, Jazz and uh, Jordan more, but... I it, couldn't get into it. Yeah, it was okay. Like, I'm not seeing them yeah. bad or anything. It's just, yeah, I never got into it either. And uh, last show was uh, Noah from January 10th, which, I, like we said, we turned off Impact to watch it because we did not... <laughs> this, at least, uh, gave me something to watch. Like, I enjoyed it. It was a fun show. One thing I'd go out of my way to watch is the semi-main event between with the uh, junior title match between Harada and Hajime Ohara. Yes. Which I thought was good, but... Also it, disappointing. Yeah, it didn't get to great. Mm. It was just, it was just good, which is fine, I guess. But. Yeah, like it was kind of like a Leo Rush and Reed, which we just talked about. I, or which I just talked about. I had high expectations. The match didn't live up to it, but it was still good and worth the time. And uh, fell asleep during the main event, so I can't really have a take on that. But which I am very glad we did because thirty-two fucking minutes is way too fucking long. Our was really good though. I don't care. I'm, like I'm not gonna go back and watch it. I'm just saying, like if if a thirty-two minute main event. Sounds I mean, g- good to you. Check it out. But I heard it was good. But I'm not going to go back and watch that. No. I'm very happy just watching the junior title match. It was what always... was the main event again? I know it was like Go. I don't remember. I think it was like Congo, Congo versus... Congo and like I don't... Kaito. And... It was like Kaito Go. Probably like Inamura and somebody versus Congo. I don't remember. But I don't know. I check it out. I heard it was good. I'm not going to watch it. But you check it out if you want to. But um, though... Obviously, the reason why sucks, but these shows being so short now because of COVID restrictions makes them such an easy watch. Like, that show was like. That knew it was insane. We were sitting there, like, we're on the semi main already, and it was like 10 30. It started like 9 30. Yeah, I was like, they blew through that show so quickly. Like, I'm not going to complain about it, but. Me either. Yeah, definitely check out that show. But going to the uh, main two shows we're going to discuss at length here. I'm going to start off with All Japan uh, Chiba Extra Dream 25 from January 10th. 
as you mentioned, this was a late game decision here because we found out this made tape. I heard a lot of good things about it, so I was like, fuck it, let's just not watch Zero One, save that for later, watch some All Japan, and it did not disappoint me at all. Overall, uh, I think the undercard is pretty skippable, but basically once you get to like the last four matches of the show, I enjoyed everything about it, and it had two great matches, two very good matches, and uh, one match in particular I have very high praise for, but we'll talk about that when we get to it. But what's your overall thoughts on match or show? Same thing overall? Pretty much. I thought it was a really good start to the year. Uh, we'll see if they keep it up. I think I, I think they'll have a decent year, but I guess it really just depends on um, how it gets booked. But <laughs> I'll say we'll see. Like so far, they're I'm very much enjoying all Japan this year, and we'll talk yeah. we'll probably talk about it once we finish talking about the actual show. But their next big show, uh, their next Corkinall show, looks very good. I'm very excited for that show on paper. But let's go through the show we're going to talk about. Uh, first match was a uh, Ruki Honda trial series match number one. Shuji Ishikawa defeated Ruki Honda in 759, and it was news to me that Honda was having a trial series when I yeah. looked at the card. <laughs> like, I'm definitely happy about it because I love trial series. They're so they're very fun to watch as young wrestlers just be faced off against a bunch of veterans and stuff. I'm really curious who they end up bringing up, like who they bring in, like any outsiders or just have them face anyone interesting in general in these matches. Mm. This Shuji match was fine. Like Shuji really laid it in on the like on this kid at times, so that this was pretty was cool. A Shuji match. It was definitely a Shuji match, and it was fine. Like I said, like I do hope one of these matches ends up being against Kohei Sato because I'm very excited for that. I want him see him beat the shit out of Ruki Honda. <laughs> but yeah, I say like overall the match was fine. Yeah, I was gonna echo your sentiments and say I had no idea that they were even holding a trial series for Honda, but like I said, it's great for him. Uh, it's great for us. But yeah, the match was mostly Hon- Honda just getting beat the shit out of by Shuji, but other than that, I thought it was, it was fine. Um, I just can't wait to see his other opponents. Uh, the next match, uh, Takao Mori, Tajiri, and Black Mentor Ray defeated Yoshitatsu, Takeyoki Oeki, and Shikara in 908. Uh, if you watch All Japan regularly, you will know if this match is for you or not, so watch at your own discretion. I thought it was okay. Shikara and o- Oeki, like, scheming together was kind of funny, and I always pop for the gun spot when Oeki pulls it out. <laughs> that was so funny and then i don't believe tajiri ever tagged in in this match pretty sure i guess we know we can watch and if they do yeah just just tell me because i don't think he did ever yeah we mentioned last week that uh kodama didn't even tap out or tap in like the last infant and that's a pretty regular thing like we never no- forget we never noticed if he tagged in so i guess kodama learned it from tajiri because jerry's just as good as not tapping in or or tagging in i should say not tapping in but what do you think um i'm gonna go ahead and pretty much say the same thing uh it's if you look at this you pretty much know if, if you're going to want to watch it or not um it was okay for me i got some chuckles in every now and again but other than that it was it was fine it's passable i like the backstage stuff with yoshitatsu and shikara i thought that was pretty funny but oh yeah we didn't mention <laughs> yoshitatsu fucking slapped the shit out of shikara backstage i was like damn boy i know you're like that king of this great. kingdom or whatever but like damn you don't gotta be a abuse in your power like that like, i know right Oh my god. <clears throat> but yeah, it was very much a All Japan undercard match. Uh, next match was uh, Yuma Aoyagi defeating Izanagi in 937. And yeah, it kind of was just there for me. I didn't take any notes on it or anything. Mm-hmm. I, just, I don't know. I never got into it. I mean, I don't know what to say about it, really. I mean, I felt the same way. It just felt like it just kind of kept going. And I was like, okay, well, you can do that. I'm just... I'm just gonna sit here and vibe because I don't know what's going on really. It was it was okay. But now the we uh, pick it up, and now baby. we pick it up. Uh, next match on the show, uh, Kento Miyahara defeated Francesco Akira in 1151, and man, Akira and Kento were going way too crazy in this for a fucking 2AW square match. But this absolutely ruled. Crowd was really into it. If the claps were anything to go by, even though Kento was getting mad because they cut off his claps before this match <laughs> to play Akira's music, like. Akira's been a little below the radar the back half of the year of 2020, it felt like, but a singles match against Kento and being back in 2AW Square where he was the king in the No People era, he was just on another level here. And Kento must have really liked this kid because he was giving him a Corkin level performance here. Mm-hmm. Hell, it was even better than his current Corkin yeah, performances because it didn't have any of the bullshit ref stuff he usually does and hamming it up for the crowd and anything. This is just a straight wrestling match, and it was awesome. And I'll probably be on an island here, but this is my second favorite match of 2020. Oh. I love this. Like, the only match I thought was better than this was uh, Ibushi and Kaito. Or, yeah, Ibushi and Kaito. Oh, <laughs> Ibushi and Naito. Two but, no brain cells. But, no, I, I enjoyed this more than Jay and Ibushi. I enjoyed this more than Hiromu and 
uh, fuck Ishimori, and I enjoyed this more than Shingo and Cobb. It's, I don't know, like, it's, I just lo- love the hell out of this match. Exactly what I want from all Japan. Uh, what do you think about this? I'll say that's quite a take, but um, <laughs> like I said, I'm probably on an island with that, but I don't care. I fucking love that match. Right that now. match is really fucking good, though. So I, I mean, I can't really blame you. It's your own opinion, so we'll go with that. But it, I mean, I definitely put it on like my top, at least on my top list. So it's Regardless, definitely there it's for top me. Five for me right now. I mean, it's kind of hard when there's like what's the like, like, whole matches, wrestling. But it's like either way, it's another thing. It's definitely uh, a top five match so far this year. Better than fucking uh, Kenny and. Uh, <sighs> Phoenix, I'll say that. Oh well, <laughs> let me not. I'm not gonna get into that one. But <laughs> yeah, these two just like went super fucking hard for whatever damn reason. But I definitely appreciate it. Um, this was just really fucking great. Uh, there was a point where Kento hit like this super harsh like big boot to Akira when Akira was like I guess jumping off of the um off like the side. If you you probably mm-hmm. remember. Yeah, I remember that. I mean, he hit him with a big boo quite a few times that were quite uh, brutal, but that stuck out to me. But yeah, this is easily like already a really, really, really good match for 2021. And all Japan, I should say. And uh, keep the hits keep on coming with uh, Jin versus yeah. Jin action here. Uh, Jake Lee and Koji Omoto defeated uh, Ayori Yoshida and Fuminari Abe in 13 3. And. It started off a bit slow with Jake uh, doing mm-hmm. mat work with both Abe and Yoshida, but then Iwamoto tagged in the two of him and uh, Abe just started beating the straight shit out of each other. Uh, Jake got back in, slowed down a little bit again, but then Yoshida came in, killed them both, and we had this excellent uh, strike ex- elbow exchange between him and Jake. And I'm not going to go move by move, really, but I just love this match. I think I enjoyed this more than the Astronauts versus Iwamoto and Hidaka match from Cork in a, last week, but I just need to mo- see... Uh, more Jin in all Japan this year. Like, man, we were robbed of Abe, Abe and Yoshida last year, and obviously Nomura too, whenever he comes back. But hopefully Yoshida's actually in uh, Champions Carnival this year like he was supposed to be last year. I wouldn't hate it if Abe won the junior title and was sticking around a little bit more, but I think Yomoto's probably just going to win. But either way, I need more Abe and Yoshida in all Japan. Mm. Please give that more to me. Yeah, this was another really, um, really good match. And when I saw it on paper, I was like, yeah, I have to check out the show just because of, um, just because of this one. Definitely didn't disappoint. Like you said, I think the beginning was a bit more grapple, mat work, heavy base. But yeah, once Iwamoto and Abe started beating the shit out of each other, I was like, yeah, this is this is the one. Um, it, it's got me so excited. Well, even more excited, I guess, for Abe and Iwamoto. What is that, next week or is that like two weeks? The 24th? Yeah, it's like two weeks. I two think. weeks, yeah. Yeah, it's about two weeks. So definitely looking forward to that. Um yeah, I, I I just want more of, like, the other Gen members, like, besides Jake and Iwamoto in All Japan, but I know it's kind of difficult, but, you know, still would like to see them a little bit more from time to time. And we'll talk about a little bit more after the next match, but I mentioned it to her, I would love to see Akira join Jin, just to have yes. them have another, well, have a penny girl that's not Iwamoto. Yeah, because I, I hate seeing <laughs> And uh, uh, Daibouken is dead, well, he's been pretty much been dead since Ikuman left, but now that, uh... Atsuki and Haido are in next stream, which we'll talk about a little bit later, or the next match. But, I was like, next match! But yeah, Akira's kind of like out in the cold, and he's kind of been teaming up with Jake and uh, Tsuri a lot lately, so I would like to see him join Jin. That'd be nice. I don't, otherwise, I don't know what they're going to do with him, but we'll see. Uh, in the uh, semi-main event, Atsuki Aoyagi versus Rising Haido ended without a winner, has a no contest in 22-25, and I thought it was a pretty good match between these two young guys. Uh, I took a little bit to get going, but Though it was like it was well worked throughout anyway, it's, I don't know it wasn't it super frenetic or anything like. Yeah. But one thing at the beginning though, the amount of air Haido got on the springboard dive to the outside was early was fucking nuts. But uh, went to a no contest after both guys failed to get up after a ten count. But despite neither winning, uh, the two both found new homes in Extreme. So, I'm happy uh, Extreme actually has more than two members now again. So I'm excited for that. I'm excited both uh, Haido and Atsuki found new homes. I would like to see uh, Atsuki get more of a push, but I mentioned that last week. Mm-hmm. I think in this match, probably Hayato is a little bit better, but I think both guys have room for improvement. Oh, yeah. They're still young, yeah, yeah. But either way, like, I did really enjoy this match. Yeah, I I definitely thought this one was pretty good. Did it live up to, like, the other matches, like, the other two matches level? Not really, but I think that's okay. I'm just glad that they got a lot of time to uh, get this showcase in. 
like you said, it did start off a little bit slow, to, but they worked their way to a good match, I think. And then we got the uh, main event. Enfance, uh, Shoto Oshino, Kumarashi, and Hokuto Mori defeated Evolution, Suwama, Hikaru Sato, and Dan Tamura in 1621. And I thought it was a good main event. I still think uh, that both the Jin match and uh, Kento and Akira was better than this. Mm. But this is probably like, the third best match of the night. Uh, Ashino works well with all three of these guys. And uh, there wasn't a whole lot of cheating from Enfance this time. So it was a pretty straightforward match. Outside of Hokuto being a dick at times. Like stomping people's feet and shit. But that's the closest we really got to any cheating. But uh, overall, the match was awesome. Enfance looked like killers. Dan was awesome here, holding his own with Ashino and him and Sato. Hit this like amazing looking yes. like double team move off the top rope. Just good shit all around. Uh, I don't know how I feel about uh, t- Dan's uh, current hair, but it wouldn't surprise me if he just dyed it like yellow to dye it another color or something. But right now it's like very bright yellow. Yeah, it's like very sunshine yellow, like cosmic, like. I don't know, cosmic yellow or something like that. But I thought it was the lighting, but I genuinely think it was yellow. Yeah, like I said, I think it, I think he's just dying it yellow to turn it yeah, to another yeah. color. Makes sense. I, I missed the red, but I know it wouldn't fit the aesthetic of evolution, but whatever. Um, but yeah, good main event. Um, it's always going to worry me when fucking Infants actually win shit, especially with Ashino winning right now. <laughs> but really good match. I thought that they actually looked and they actually booked them to look really, really fucking good here. So, very happy there. Um, I always love seeing Ashino and Dan work together. I think I think they have pretty good chemistry. But, yeah. I, I No no complaints, really, from this show. Uh, All Japan's taking a little bit of a break. As you mentioned, their next show is going to be a Corgan Hall show. Let me pull up the card here and we can talk about it real quick. Alright, All Japan's next show, uh, the 24th of January from Corgan Hall. Uh, let's go off the order it is on the website. It's not going to be the actual match order. Uh, first match, uh, World Junior Heavyweight title match. Koji Uomoto defending against Fuminari Abe. Should be a stellar match. Uh, Six-man tag, uh, Takao Mori, Carbel Ito, and Alejandro versus Hikaru Sato, Dan Tamura, and Rambo Kawamura. So that should be fucking ridiculous. Ooh, Alejandro, let's go. Yeah, I'm very happy. Alejandro's still getting booked. Uh, Jake Lee, Tajiri, and Akira Francesco versus uh, Zeus, Izanagi, and Udomaro. Should be pretty good. We got uh, Shuji Ishikawa, Kohei Sato, and Ruki Honda versus Yoshitatsu, Ryoji Sai. That must be that Ryoji Sai. I'm stupid. I'm, I'm looking at it in Japanese, so I'm trying to read this. these names. Give me, I'm sorry for the bad audio. Yeah, it is Ryoji Sai. Okay, I just want to make sure. And Shikara. Uh, Gero TV title match. Uh, Jun Kasai versus Black Mento Ray. That's going to be Let's awesome. Go. <laughs> I can't wait Let's for that. Let's go. Uh, Kitsumi Ohara, Atsuki Aoyagi, Atsuki, uh, or Yuma Aoyagi, and uh, Rising Hayato, uh, Next Stream versus Koji Doi, Kumarashi, Hokuto Omori, and Yusuke Kodama, and the main event for the Triple Crown, Suwama versus Shotaro Oshino. Overall, I think this should be an awesome card. I'm very excited for it. Yep. Do you want to make any uh, last minute predictions here? Iwamoto is going to retain, I think. I think he's going to retain, but it won't surprise me either way. Or are they going to do Abe three belts? Who knows? Should he might get a fourth belt if it wouldn't surprise me if he won, went okay, won the Big Jesus, Japan title match. True, that, God. Like, a lot of people seem to be speculating he's going to win the uh, Big Japan title oh off Kodaka. Because they don't like think anyone in their junior division is actually any good. So they're not going to have them beat Kodaka. If any, if that Yoshino match is anything to go by, man, Kodaka ate him up. But, uh, not going to go through all the tag matches, but Gayra TV title. You think Mensare does it? You think he beats Junkasai? Sadly, no. Um, that's gonna be a fucking mess. But that's gonna, oh, I'm gonna love it. Okay, who wins? Swam or Ashino? <laughs> uh, I want Ashino to win. Obviously, I want Ashino to win. But I don't know if he will. I don't know if they want to pull this swerve. They probably don't. Yeah, I don't think so either. I think Swam is gonna yeah. win. Only way Ashino wins is if he cheats to win. I don't think I they're gonna. I don't care. It wouldn't surprise me if they did that. I mean, it would a little bit because I don't think they're ever going to push him to that level. But if he's going to win, he's not going to lose or beat Swama clean. And I don't know who else they have to beat Swama right now. So we'll see, I guess. But uh, that's it for All Japan. So let's get into our next topic, and it is DDT. The show we're going to talk about is DDT Go To DDT Volume 1 from January 9th. 
overall, a uh, pretty ch- fun show. Had uh, one standout match. Well, technically two, but one's a comedy match. <laughs> but overall, I still thought, still thought it was a pretty fun show overall. I definitely liked it more than their uh, show that they kicked off the year with from uh, January 3rd. I don't know if you share the same opinion with that. Well, if you think this is better than the January 3rd show. Yeah. Like, I think like, we mentioned on the pod the, the uh, January 3rd show is still good, but I just overall, I think it preferred this match more. Or the show more, I should say. But let's get into it. Uh, first match, uh, to- it's a dark match. Uh, Tomomitsu Matsunaga, Hideki Otani defeated Keigo Nakamura and Toi Kojima in 650. And like I said, it was a dark match. Not much to say about it. Kojima continues all good. I'm definitely going to keep an eye on him as he progresses, but no strong takes or anything on this match. Do you have anything to say? Yeah, I was going to say um, nothing really strong to say here, but yeah, I agree on Kojima as well. Uh, opening match, uh, Akido, Kazuki, Hirata. Superstar Sadango Machine and Antonio Honda defeated Sanchiro Takagi, Don Chukudino, Toro Washi, and Saki Akai in 10:49. And uh, this was a lot. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So this match started off with a PowerPoint presentation from Sasanago. Today's theme was uh, learn tax filing and tax saving through pro wrestling part two, which apparently was part one in the past. I do want to point out this is from uh, uh, super, uh, what I'm trying to say, DT English updates. So uh, check out his stuff. He always offers live translations for most DVT shows if they air live. So definitely want to check out this because stuff like this helps a lot when you're watching DVT. Yeah, when, once they get conversation heavy, which is typical with Super Sasadonga. So oh, for sure, like, with these yeah. presentations and shit. Yeah, so you definitely want to check check the tweets out because I would be lost. I was a little lost. Yeah, so we didn't watch this live. So when we were watching it live, it started a presentation. I was like, all right, let me pull up Twitter here real quick. <laughs> but uh, like I said, uh, doing a presentation. Uh, it's uh sasadango said uh well if you're a superhero your gear is definitely tax deductible so if you're a wrestler your gear is tax deductible i brought this sweater the other day which cost uh 53,900 yen so it becomes deductible if i wear it in a match and then he went through the outfits of everyone involved in the match i'll go through all of that uh honda's his total was 20 yen which it was some outfit he bought in india it looked looked rags really uh harada was wearing uh 3500 or 3500 yen worth of whatever he was wearing. Dino had 17,000 yen. Owashi was 45,000 yen. But most of his was his own merch. So it must have cost him a lot less. And his over 40 belt is zero value, apparently. God. <laughs> it's shitting on him. Um, Saki Akai's outfit was 330,000 yen and included a Monclear jacket. And Akido's was 440,000 yen, including Levi's Jordans valued at 100,000 yen, just the shoes. And then Takagi, 1.1 million yen, <laughs> included a Panerai watch, which was the entire value. Nothing else that he was wearing had any value. But uh, this match became a dress-up wild fight match for a fighting sole proprietors that are looking for tax deductibility. Basically, wearing, ma- wearing all this shit in a match so they could count it on their taxes this year. The match also included a uh, 3D avatar of Sasadango to commentate a little bit on the match since he himself was in the match of course it was him don't ask any questions but uh yeah the match was just stupid fun uh the finish was fucking great with harada tricking takagi to smash his own watch with a chair and he was so distraught harada rolled him up afterwards and then after the match it had a they had a tax accountant come out to the ring and said everything that they were wearing is now tax deductible but takagi's watch might be a little difficult to approve but yeah this match is just fucking hilarious i loved it yeah, this shoe is just so fucking funny. Um, I just had a really good time watching it. I mean, it's comedy, so if you don't like that, you probably won't like this. But I, even if you don't, I think it's still enjoyable enough to watch. Uh, next match was Damnation. Uh, Mad Polly and Yuji Hino defeating Chris Brooks, Shuma Katsumata in 8-18. And I thought it was pretty fun. Shuma was basically getting his ass kicked for the first few minutes. Hino no-selling basically all of Shuma and Chris's offense rolled. And then they had like a whole chop exchange sequence between Hino and Chris was really funny with Ended with um, Chris hitting him in the nuts because he couldn't outdrop him. That was great. And uh, the finishing sequence uh, with Shuma finally getting to, like starting to get a little bit of a roll for Ohino only to say "fuck you" and hit a fucking bomb for the win. I don't know. It's a fun match. Not much to say about it other than that. I will say it was pretty fun. Um, pretty interesting that they had the bully team up with Shuma. So <laughs> of course, you know he just has to keep being rude because he won't let the Twitter thing go. But. <laughs> Yeah, Chris did not seem very happy to be teaming with Shunma at all. No. Until closer to the end, you know, they kind of started to team up, but then it was a little too late. And then, yeah, Hino won in 
there and that was it but yeah overall it was pretty fun for me yeah and shuma was trying to give him a sauna power but chris didn't have sauna power because he has tattoos tattoos. so he can't go to sauna (laughs) japan really so that was a funny little wrinkle in that rip bozo uh, the next match is Konosuke Takashida and Mao defeating Harashima and Yukio Naya in 10.02. I'll be honest, I didn't pay much attention to this one at all. Uh, it seemed fine from what little I saw of it, but I saw Naya on my screen and it, I took the chance to go do something in the kitchen. I'm sorry, but you, have, you were you watching this at all or are you pretty the same as me? Uh, it was a fine match. Like I don't think it was must-see or anything like that. It, it was it was okay. Uh, next match, uh, Makoto Ishii, Mizuki Watase, and Yusuke Okada. Defeated Damnation, Tetsuya Endo, Daisuke Sasaki, Nobuhiro Shimatani, and 12-14. Amazing stuff here. Watase was in a match and he didn't get pinned. That's cause for celebration. But uh, the match itself, I thought it was pretty solid, especially the beginning portions with Endo and Okada. The two seemed to work really well together and would love to see a singles match down the road with those two. Mm-hmm. If Okada's sticking around, which probably is. And uh, just a lot of healing it up from Damnation. Never turned into anything crazy, but it was fun. Oishi's finishing submission on Nobu looked fucking gross. I loved it. But yeah, overall, not much to it. Uh, Watase and Okada don't seem very happy with each other after the match. Like, oh my god. That was so funny. <laughs> like, Watase was just straight up like, no, don't don't fucking touch me. Every time Okada was trying to, like, raise his arm in victory, Watase was like, no, just stop. I don't, I don't know what was going on there, but it was still pretty funny. Um, But yeah, match itself was pretty fun, like. Damnation always does pretty well with any kind of multi-man tag, so wasn't surprised. And you know, you have Jun Retsu and uh, Okada, so definitely enjoyed that. Uh, obviously, I want to see Okada and Endo in a singles match somewhere down the line, wherever that may happen, if it happens. But I do hope Okada sticks around because I already think he's, I think he's a pretty good fit for DDT. I think he fit well in the ring. Like obviously, all of uh, DDT guys are kind of short. Or not. All yeah. of them, but he definitely looked fitting. Like he kind of looked bigger than the majority of them, honestly. Like, yeah, he did. Obviously, Endo is a little taller than him, but just size-wise and like body weight, yeah, I guess I was like, huh? he definitely looks a lot bigger than the other guys. So he could be a little powerhouse kind of guy for the team, but for the company if they decide to sign him. But yeah, I just thought he looked fit right in, like a love with DT. Then we got the summer main event: KOD Tag Titles Eruption, Kazuta Gucci, Yukio Sakaguchi. Defeating Shima and Soma Takao by referee stoppage in 1624. And, uh, yeah, this match just fell flat for me. I'm very happy Soma getting to team up with his hero and even have matching gear. But uh, this team does nothing for me, and I'm kind of just happy it's over already, honestly. Which, I guess we could say, uh, Damn Hearts is dead, apparently. Yeah. Which makes sense, because they don't really need Strong Hearts anymore now that they have Hino. Kind of a big faction now again. That makes sense, yeah, I get it. But, uh, next challengers are Sonic Club. Uh, Mao and Takashita, so that should be pretty cool. But overall, yeah, this match did nothing for me. It, it was fine. I thought there were some decent moments, um, but not really much else to say. Also, I, I'm glad that uh, Shima and Soma had matching gear. I thought that was, I thought that was at least cute. But yeah, not a whole lot to say on this one. Yeah, that was the same gear they had when they faced uh, Harshima and Marufuji, I think. Did it? Oh. Yeah, I know they had matching gear then. Oh, okay. I, I don't, don't know if those, remember that. I don't know if it's all. the same exact gear, but that match was much better than this one. So if you want to see Sima and Soma, watch that one instead. But that's the semi-main. So let's talk about the last match of the show for the Universal title. Yuki Oeno defeating Shota to defend the Universal title in 1653. I thought this was awesome. Oeno's just continuing the streak of being great since winning that belt. Finally trying to make me care about that belt that... Chris and uh, Sasaki kind of dragged through the mud, but uh, Ueno feels like a completely different guy now than he was like a year ago. Like he seems a lot more confident in general, and uh, credit to Shota as well. Kind of makes me want to go back and watch some of his independent matches or independent title matches. I think it went the perfect amount of time. Started off more mat based, then transitioned to like more big moves and faster pace. And I don't know. I just thought it was excellently worked all around. Uh, what do you think about it? I'm not going to have that same opinion, sadly. Um, I think it was because I was tired, and I was just like, can I get the show over with? Because <laughs> I, I, I thought it was fine. I thought it was good. I just, I don't think I got to that level of hype of it like you did. But again, I was like super fucking tired for no reason. So I don't know. Maybe I, I might go back and rewatch it, and I'll probably like it more. But it honestly may have been that Matt work portion that kind of took me out because you know me sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't for me i, I don't know like i said match is good but 
I'll, I'll, I'll just let him speak on that. Well, I can see where you're coming from. Like you said, it started off with Matt work, and it kind of didn't really get full swing of things until later in the match. But I don't know. I, I enjoyed end, it pretty like throughout. The, yeah, when they picked it up, it was good. It's just, yeah. And then uh, I did love the uh, post-match with uh, oh, Sakaguchi coming out. Like, he's being such a dickhead to Ueno. Like, Ueno was just like, take the belt, take the belt. Oh, my whatever. God. I can't wait for that title match. That's going to be fun shit. But uh, that's it for all the shows we're going to talk about this week. Go through the matches of the week real quick, and then we'll get out of here for matches of the week. Uh, if we're including uh, Takeda and Sagira, that's my obvious match of the week. My second would be Akira and Kento. Uh, third would probably be... Uh, hmm. Fuck. Uh, for me, I go Jin Jin. I'm going to go with Omega and Fenix. That's my third. Fucking crackhead. <laughs> but, Jesus Christ, I can't. Yeah, that's the matches of the week. We'll throw a couple more recommendations in the footnotes. Check those out. Not a whole lot this week, really. Since we only watched like two shows and then a handful of other stuff. But that's it. Next week, we'll be discussing both Cork and Hall. Or Dragon Gate Cork and Hall shows. The uh, final show for Wrestle 1 to make tape. And the Big Japan Cork and Hall show from the second. And whatever else we decide to watch that week. So uh, check that stuff out and come back next week to hear our thoughts. If you want to follow the pod, you can do so at One Wrestling Pod. If you want to follow Caitlin, you can do so at Ticking Time Boss. And if you want to follow me, you can do so at ASPR underscore. But that's it for us this week. Thank you all for listening, and we'll see you next time. See you, everybody. <laughs>